0: Have you ever heard the expression, is there a doctor in the house? Well, I think today we could use one. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a series of programs we've had this week. Our guest on Tuesday, having Matt Scow and and Nick Stumphauser talking about the greatest reset movie. And then yesterday have our our wonderful fill-in host, Jim Calhoun. It's been a a great week so far. I hope you think so as well. Thank those that come on the program to help me out when they can. Now, the other day, somebody shared an email with me to point me to a news story in a uh, online publication called Very Well Health. Very Well Health. I think the story was written probably last Friday. Um, I think last Friday, the fifteenth of April, and and the headline was, "You ready for this?" Now remember, this is a a publication for people, especially in the medical profession, very well health. And here's the title: "There's no such thing as too many COVID boosters." Did you hear that? There's no such thing as too many COVID boosters. And so I'm looking at this article and the key takeaways there, you know, comments from a European health official had raised questions about whether repeated vaccinations could be detrimental to the immune system. But the experts, you know, the blue check, fact checker experts at probably at uh, little sewers like Facebook, There's no evidence to back up the vaccines can cause such immune exhaustion. An FDA panel, you know, the Food and Death Administration panel, met the week before to discuss strategies for developing variant specific vaccines, which could produce a more targeted immune response than the current vaccines. Well, I read that and I'm realizing it's a bunch of propaganda, garbage and dangerous to your health. I'm just saying, that's what I firmly believe. And so I reached out to somebody that I could trust to ask some questions, who's followed this even better than I have. Dr. William Wong, he's been on this program before. And so Dr. Wong, when you hear that headline, there's no such thing as too many boosters. What do you
1: think? Well, let's see. The British National Health Service is sitting on studies Showing that the triple-vaxxed, the people who've had their their primary COVID shot and then two boosters, lose their immunity at the rate of greater than 5% a week until in 20 weeks they're basically uh, having AIDS. Wow. The people with two shots, just a primary and one booster, go through it slower. Now, that's also been uh, corroborated by the, the uh, uh, health services up in Canada. And they're sitting on that study. But all these things leak. Now, if you have unlimited numbers of boosters, how much sooner are you going to go into having AIDS? And potentially how much sooner die. You're going to die from it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and this
0: goes back to some of these, you know. Everybody, everybody was saying, "Well, you guys are a bunch of conspiracy theorists here." But, but then again, the World Economic Forum and others make no bones about it. There's too many peoples on the face of the Earth. We got to right. call some out,
1: and I mean, they're they the ones pushing the vax.
0: Oh, definitely. Everybody must be vaccinated. It kind of reminds me of that song, Everybody Must Get Stoned. I mean, this is <laughs> kind of the thinking, if you remember that song from way back when. Yep. But that's, you know, everybody must get vaxxed. Yep. And I sometimes wonder how many of the elites have really been vaxxed.
1: Probably right. none. Uh, all the league world leaders and stuff that you saw get vaccinated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. likely just had saline shots, if they had shots at all. In one instance, and I forget which world leader it was, you could see the fake plunger going in and out of the uh, of the uh, syringe.
0: Mm. Amazing. Amazing stuff. And, and people, like I say, we're conspiracy theorists. We're talking about this global reset. It's a good thing, don't you know, Bob? It's a good thing. <laughs> the fourth what? industrial revolution is going to make our lives so much easier, so yes. much less worry
1: when they connect us up to computers and and turn us all into androids and 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 and, and we'll 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 finally be thinking as one. Yeah. But the question is whose thoughts are we going to have? Certainly not ours.
0: When you listen to some people advisors at the World Economic Forum and I've done a program on on this guy, you've all know a Harari, uh, mm-hmm. who believes that we can become as god. I mean, oh. because he's an atheist. <laughs> and he lives with his male lover in israel and and he's, he's and he's he's got the ears and the agenda and one of the primary speakers at the world economic forum one of their big advisors yeah and he believes that we are we can recreate humanity we have that ability because we don't believe in god we are the gods our God, not that God in the cloud that you pray to. That's ancient stuff. We we have built the cloud now and we want you to be a part of it. We in other words, we can make it's kind of like the 6 million dollar man. We can make yep. you better.
1: Yep. I'll believe that man is God when we can say the word and create things mm-hmm. out of nothing. Until we can do that, until we know what the word is, <laughs> we ain't God.
0: No. And so I stand I stand amazed when I, when I read stuff like uh, there's no such thing as too many COVID boosters. And yet the data that I read, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist. You don't even have to have new math to understand any of this. The numbers that until recently, because they don't want them to go out anymore, until about a week or two ago out of England, were showing that if you are vaccinated, you're three times more likely to get COVID. Yep. Not versus the unvaccinated. Exactly. What happened? And and how did this happen? And and that includes double the chance of being hospitalized and triple the chance of dying. Right. That that doesn't make any sense.
1: So it's the propaganda versus the facts. The facts are coming out. I uh, I sent you a, a link to an interview on a regular mass media San Diego TV. Holy cow! Where military docs And the insurance companies are beginning to question the death rate, because the death rate has gone up in general 40%, and amongst certain categories, like like, uh, there are 3,000% more cases of cancer Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. year than the four years previous, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They're beginning to question the narrative and question where all this is coming from. Hey, if, it's like inflation. The back, it's like where. inflation.
0: It's just transitory. This'll, this this too will pass. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah.
1: Has I, it I, in Argentina yet?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is... When I look at what's happening today, and then you, you still have the same mantra. In spite of the fact you can watch a soccer match and somebody will die for you on, almost yeah, on command halfway through the match, uh, and, and all this... We see it among athletes today all over the world. What, right. 13 players couldn't play tennis in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago Yep, because they were vaccinated and they were having issues and they but were having horrible. heart trouble. Yeah, yeah. Just like we need defibrillators at, in kindergarten classes. This is, the, this is what they're talking about. And I'm not making this up. They're, they're, they're talking about we need defibrillators in elementary schools yep. in case these kids you know fall over. We can maybe bring them back, and so why would we want to put this experimental stuff into somebody's little child? Is beyond me.
1: Well, and, and how know, can none of it makes sense unless you figure that they're trying to depopulate the world? Then it makes sense. Then mm-hmm. everything makes sense. But if you figure that it's just for health reasons, or because there's a virus, or because uh, you know, even because big pharma wants to make a profit, yeah. none of it makes sense until you hit the narrative that they're really looking to do what the Georgia Guidestone's said to do and what the World Economic Forum. Oh yeah. You
0: know, get down to five hundred million people tops worldwide. Yes.
1: Bingo, exactly.
0: I mean that that's that's rule that that's their as I mentioned on a program two days ago, we, we we were talking about this very same thing. It is the first of the, quote, ten commandments of the Georgia Guidestone mm. is to Keep the population at 500 million or less because that is the only sustainable population possible without the planet exploding and catching on fire.
1: That way, Klaus Schwab will have a nice group of slaves he can take advantage of, mindless thralls, and all the rich elite and the 13 families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. will do just fine.
0: Mm-hmm. And the rest? We'll,
1: do- we'll live in poverty and grovel and... and, and- you know, oh, wait, wait,
0: wait! Klaus Schwab—he promised to come to our beautiful cities, and you'll never have to. You'll you'll have a wonderful place to live. You'll be fed. You'll have all the luxuries of life. You can work from home with your with your VR glasses.
1: Satan's a liar and a conjurer, too. Yeah,
0: I know, and and we're living in that time right now. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I'm concerned about. We we could probably talk about this topic all day. We may even get back to it before the program is over. But one of the things that is really on my mind, and and one of the reasons I reached out to you to come back on, and I should have had you on sooner, but these past weeks finishing up a project were keeping me on the road, and and, and we'll we'll have you on more regularly. Oh, thank you. It, It dawns on me that our medical establishment, the one that I knew growing up, the one that I knew back in the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s and early 2000s is gone. That yep. medical establishment where doctors were allowed to be doctors, and they cared, and they were not so stressed out because of insurance mm-hmm. matters and all that goes with it today. I, you know, I, I don't go to the doctor that often, um, but recently so you I know did. You were that way. And I recently, you know, went, and I realized this is like industrialized, you know, medicine. This is like an assembly line. next next you know you get your two minutes and then the you know the pa or somebody just you know take this take that or take the other and i don't bother i just want to find out what it is and i'll deal with it and 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 i realized that medicine that we knew is pretty much there are there are exceptions and i know i know a few but it's so like if you want to get if you're living in florida like we do you want to go see your primary physician, which is a requirement of Obamacare to have one of those yeah. now. You want to just go see him for an annual checkup. You might be waiting four or five or six months to see him. I can't. I couldn't get an appointment. I had to go out of town to find one that could see me sooner. Gosh. And, and this, is, this is the world of it's medicine. It's not
1: like we don't have a glut of doctors
0: yeah but they're they're so overridden with paperwork and and things that they have to do in the follow up that it becomes more of a clerical job than it is a diagnostic you know somebody being diagnostic in helping you with your health issue it's all changed
1: mm-hmm.
0: this world that i knew is gone and when and i was I,
1: a kid you'd walk into the doctor's office and you'd see the doc you'd reach into your pocket hand them 7 to 14 bucks and that was it mm mm-hmm. mhm and the insurance companies got in the way, and everything got more expensive because the insurance companies only pay a certain percentage of what the doctor uh, asked for. So docs had to ask for more so they, so they could get what they actually yeah, wanted. Yeah, to get the 7
0: and $14 again. Yeah, they have right. to ask for 140 to get it.
1: Bingo. And uh, everyone thought insurance was so grand and so great, and it's actually screwed up the system so badly. Uh, docs, most docs are now part... of of management groups, mm-hmm. they don't make the decisions anymore. Some guy with an MBA makes the decisions, and just like in the UK, uh, every diagnosis code has only so many things you're allowed to do for it. So if you're allowed to do A, B, and C, but you know that the best things for that particular code are uh, C, D, and F, you're not allowed to do those,
0: or you won't get re- you won't get reimbursed.
1: Exactly. Or, or you'll even be called a a a a a, a, a quack. Yeah, for heaven's sake. You know? I
0: mean, well, God forbid that you're like Dr. Zelensky and you actually had people cured of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, You exactly. can't. He's a heretic. He's a medical heretic because
1: people it, are it, living. You know, he's, he's. I I have no idea why New York State hasn't yanked his license yet. I think I know why. But I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it, 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 if let me let me put it this way: if he were anything else but an Orthodox Jew, mm-hmm. he would have had his license yanked already.
0: Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, and uh, then,
1: he, uh, you know, b- b- being Orthodox in, in New York means you're untouchable. We but, hope. Uh, uh, yeah, for the for the most part, I've, I've 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 had a few friends up there, in the in the Sephardic and Orthodox community. And what uh, they, they can get away with is it, amazing, but still, the the you know the, that that's the only reason he's still practicing because I guarantee you that the non orthodox Jewish docs who tried that therapy did have their licenses yanked.
0: Wow, and, and this is the world we live in now. So mm-hmm. one of my concerns, and I and, and I think about it more now because I'm you know in my latter part of my sixties, instead of being in my early part of my thirties. A little little time went by real fast, mm, yeah. And and I'm thinking, you know, with the world changing as it is, how do we take better care of ourselves to keep out of the medical establishment as much as humanly possible? This is really something that is that's that's gnawing at me now.
1: Well, you know, there are basically when you take a look at the names of diseases. Mm-hmm. Take a look at the end of the names. Take a look at the suffixes. Mm-hmm. They all either end in -itis or in -osis. Most of them. Most of what kills us is either an inflammation or a fibrosis. All right. The COVID, for example, caused inflammation of the lungs. That caused a cr- chronic inflammation or high-level inflammation causes fibrosis. So I was I was just just now reading. Uh, uh, an article on the use of, of uh, inhaled methylene blue uh, in opening up the the lung passages of COVID patients and of swine flu patients, and how that not only relieved the inflammation, it ate away the fibrosis that was blocking the 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 air passage. Wow! And this was done in India. It's dirt cheap. Would never be done. Oh, here that's why. Yeah, that,
0: yeah. That's the problem. There's yeah. no money in it. Right. So, you know, they, the root of all evils, you know, is, is the love of money.
1: A bingo! And you know, when 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 uh, when that little Satanist sob Fauci said that the only treatment for COVID was the vaccine, how is a vaccine going to take away the bacterial pneumonia that the COVID? brought to you.
0: Or what How about that best what best about best. that other wonder treatment that they give you in the hospital when it's almost everlastingly too late to guarantee to shut your kidneys
1: down? Yes, right. Remdesivir. Yes. You know, he pushed that on on HIV patients back in the 80s that and uh uh AZT which was another uh chemotherapy drug and AZT was actually taken off the market because it was killing too many patients. Mm. Uh, 60% of chemo patients die of the chemo have to say that out loud. Uh, but the, the, uh, the, the remdesivir and the AZT, uh, became the primary treatments for HIV. And then he pushed the same crap with the COVID when he, you know, he, when, when asked by other doctors, what the mechanism was, he really couldn't explain it. And all the remdesivir patients wound up dying of kidney failure. Yes, and but, but they didn't die, did of they COVID, die of COVID. Kidney failure. They,
0: they didn't die of COVID. That's all that counts.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Just just like the, the chemotherapy patients make the cancer stats look 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 good because they didn't die of cancer.
0: Died of something else.
1: Right. Usually renal failure, heart failure, liver failure, God knows what. But they don't die of cancer.
0: Mm, amazing. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. My guest today is Doctor Will Wong, and I, I've I've enjoyed having you on the program a couple of weeks ago. Thank you. And and uh, by the way, a lot of listeners have enjoyed having you on the program as well. (laughs) And and so, like I say, I'm I'm just I'm thinking, I'm thinking out loud, and I've been trying to get a lot of just so people know. This week has been a lot of radio production because we have to travel next week. So we're trying to uh, get the regular program done plus several others to make that travel possible. Uh, now that we're finishing up our time, we think in Florida. Hey, you never know. The way my life has gone, that could all change on a dime tomorrow. But how do we keep ourselves healthier? You were talking about the various uh, ISIS, you know, you were talking about they all end in uh, what, ISIS? And what?
1: Isis I an, an, an an and osis. Yeah. You know, so if, if we can take care of the itises, of the inflammations, mm-hmm. if we can take care of the otises, osises, which is the fibrosis, here, this is how we're taught it in school. Irritation leads to inflammation. Inflammation leads to enduration, to hardening, to uh, scar tissue fibrosis condition. Mm-hmm. And enduration leads to death. That's Which, how we're taught it. So yeah. if if we can stop either the irritation or the resultant inflammation, so s- since we can't do things like like take pollutants out of the air, then we need to deal with the results of those pollutants in mm-hmm. the air. All right. Uh, then the, if if we try to deal with the inflammation via the the COX-1 or the COX-2 inhibitors, the aspirin, ibuprofen, naproxen, relevant, Vioxx, Celebrex, uh, most of those drugs will kill you either through... Uh, intestinal bleeding, liver failure, or kidney failure. Give you an example. The first year, 1986, that the uh, medical authority has told folks to take an aspirin a day mm-hmm. against heart disease, typically every year from the regular use, not the abuse, but the regular use of aspirin, 18 to 22,000 people died. Well, in 86, when they told folks to take an aspirin a year, the number shot up to 45, 46,000. Wow. Now, these aren't numbers off the top of my head. These are numbers from the morbidity and mortality report of the CDC. You can go back and check them.
0: From from the mid-1980s.
1: Yeah. Then the next year, 87, they looked at at the numbers and said, "Oh, oh, we made a mistake. Take half an aspirin, half an aspirin a day, and that's all you need. And that year, the death rate went down to 37, 36,000.
0: Mm-hmm. What about the baby aspirin? Aspirin.
1: that uh, they Well, put? see, that's, then they cut the half an aspirin in half and got the baby aspirin, the quarter aspirin. And that's when the death numbers from non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs came back down to 18 to 22,000. And right. that's when they said, okay, that's, that's it. Take the baby aspirin. So it wasn't a huge feat of science that told them that baby aspirins helped to prevent blood clots from f- from forming. It's the fact that the first year, they killed an extra 20,000 people. The second year, they killed um, an extra 15,000 people trying to use aspirin as their cure-all for everything. their all-purpose capsule, as we used to say in the service. Wow. Then, so we can't use the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs long term because they will kill us faster than what we're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing on God's green earth except for proteolytic enzymes to eat away at scar tissue and fibrosis. So that leaves us with the research of Dr. Max Wolf, who was uh, an MD, OBGYN uh, with seven PhDs who did research at Columbia University. He taught at, at Rutgers. And from 1920 something to about 1973, he researched enzymes and using enzymes as medicine, using enzymes as food. And he found that the the proteolytic enzymes, the enzymes that we make or that we eat that that eat protein can eat the, the inflammatory cytokines that cause us to get inflammation in various parts of our bodies. And they are the only things that can eat at fibrosis. When you're a kid and you've got full enzyme production, you're playing ball, you twist your ankle, you get up 15 minutes later, you're back in the game. You don't even remember Uh the twisted ankle. That's right. That same twisted ankle after 35 will lay you up for a month. Why? Because we make a finite amount of proteolytic enzymes in our lifetime by the time we hit 25, 27, which is exactly when the medical textbooks, the physiology texts, you can look this up in Guyton's, says that we hit old age at 27, our enzyme production gets cut back because if we keep on spending the enzymes, with a, doling them out with a tablespoon each day, we will run out of enzymes by the time we're 40, and when you make your last drop of proteolytic enzyme, you're stone cold dead. Just like when you make your last drop of dopamine, you're stone cold dead. So since the enzymes are needed to create what's called the enzymic cascade, every chemical reaction in our body would happen super slowly. For example, it would take you uh, 15 minutes to bat your eyelid and half and half an hour to bend your elbow. If the enzymes that we make from the enzymes that we eat weren't speeding things up, So enzymes are biocatalysts, they speed up chemical reactions. Mm -hmm. These enzymes also eat away the pro-inflammatory cytokines and at the fibrosis and scar tissue that we create. So we can use the enzymes which are perfectly safe, have zero toxicity, have no side effects except for uh, uh, cleaning out toxins in the body. And we can use the enzymes to fight the inflammation and the fibrosis, fight off disease and extend our lifespans.
0: Before we go to the break, and I've got uh, answer this question, I've noticed mm-hmm. something. Is it just me over observation over many years? The, the, the term fibrosis. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, I didn't know anybody that had it. I never had heard of it. Yet today, it seems like one in what? Five people, four people. How many people have got it? And they're what, always complaining what? about pain. They can't get yep. comfortable. They can't sleep at night. Uh, they're, they're constantly just feeling miserable.
1: Is We've this new? We've always had it. No. Oh, gosh, no. Give you an example. I've got an 18-year-old cadaver and an 80-year-old cadaver on the slabs in a anatomy room in med school. We open up the 18-year-old cadaver to pull out the internal organs, and they're what you expect them to be. Full, they're juicy, they're full-sized, they're fully productive. We open up the 80-year-old cadaver, pull out the internal organs, and they're about one-third the size of the kid next, uh, on the next table. They're full of scar tissue. When you cut through them, instead of feeling like you're cutting through very firm jello, it feels like you're cutting through an Italian bread that you've left on a kitchen table for a week. Mm. And in the in the diminution in size comes a diminution in function. We create inflammation in our bodies as we age. That inflammation becomes chronic. And the chronic inflammation creates fibrosis, which, as I said, shrinks the internal organs... Diminishes function in the internal organs and binds up our muscles. It, fibrosis is the whole reason we can't touch our toes when we get older. We get stiffer mm-hmm. in the joints and in the muscles. And it's all because of that. You know, give you an example. When when your heart, when your bicep get, gets tired, what do you do? You rest. Okay. And your heart gets tired or your kidneys get tired. What can they do? They can't do anything. If they stop to the rest, you're dead so the 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 heat the inflammation builds up in the internal organs and inflammation is infectious inflammation spreads to all the tissues around it if your liver gets inflamed your pancreas is going to get inflamed your intestines are going to get inflamed your diaphragm is going to get inflamed everything around it so if we can control the inflammation and we can eat away and control the fibrosis. We really have a great handle on extending our lifespans of being healthy.
0: My guest today is Dr. William Wong. He's been on the program before and he and I have been communicating a little bit on and off between this program and the last one we did together. And, and I'm deeply impressed with his, with his knowledge. If you want to find out more about the things that he writes about, let me steer you to this website it's drwongsmessage.com now that's doctor is just dr dr wongs w o n g s message.com so doctor abbreviated drwongsmessage.com a lot of helpful information there for you and i know it's been helpful for me look i'm i'm getting on in some years and i'm beginning to have some of the aches and pains and i'm tired of of Big farmer, Big Medicine, wanting to be a permanent customer and not helping me try to find a, a way to really remedy the issues that we have. That's why I invited him on the program today. If you believe in our ministry, I'm going to ask you a question. Would you consider supporting us? If you can help pay for the broadcast airtime, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio, and mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. That's our secure box. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536.
2: This is Truth To Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The Kingdom of the Lamb. Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you can get and love in a moment. The word is seh. Try it. It's easy. Seh. It's Hebrew for lamb. Messiah is the Seh Elohim, the Lamb of God. And the Bible speaks of Messiah being a lamb. And then at the very end, it gives us a glimpse of the lamb sitting on the throne, reigning over creation. The lamb is king over creation. You ever think about that? How radical it is, a lamb who reigns, a kingdom ruled by a lamb. It's interesting because people often speak of the animal kingdom. But you'll never hear of the animal kingdom with a lamb as a king. The lamb is meek and defenseless and little. Yet in the kingdom of God, in the world to come, in the realm of heaven, it's the lamb who rules. What does that teach you? Well, see, We think in order to succeed, we have to be tough. And we have to fight. We have to dominate. We have to be like lions. We have to strive and stand up for our rights. And we have to grab and pull and push. And we have to look out for number one. But it's all wrong. Because in God's kingdom, it's the lamb who sits on the throne? It's the Lamb who reigns. It's the Lamb who prevails. It's the Lamb who wins. Stop lifting yourself up. It will not be a strutting rooster that ends up on the throne. Stop fighting and butting your head because it's not going to be a raging bull that ends up on the throne. Stop manipulating. It's not going to be a snake that ends up on the throne. It's the Lamb that's going to end up on the throne. So be like a Lamb. Be gentle. Be loving. Be pure. Be full of trust and faith. Be spotless. Be humble before God, and you too will win your victory and sit down to reign in the kingdom of the Lamb. Want more? Ask for the blessings of the meek. Now. The free gift for you. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, and sapphires with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Special teachings, updates on Israel, world events, and prophecy, and the secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. So how do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus's real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. But call now. one 800 Y E S. one H-U-A-1. And invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y E S. H-U-A-1. All right, write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Haseh Elohim, the Lamb of God.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that you you take the time to listen to this program, either on radio or as a podcast. And as I've been asking, and it is rather important this month, where do you listen as a podcast? And if so, where? If you listen on radio, what radio station Do you hear the program? If it's on shortwave, just give me your local time and and frequency. That would help me immensely to know how you're listening to this broadcast so we can be good stewards of the money that you send to keep this program on the air. I'm going to try to make some decisions over the next week to make sure that we're spending the money wisely. Now, my guest today is Dr. William Wong. And he was somebody that was introduced to me and I had been rather impressed with his credentials and his knowledge. And before the break, we were talking about fibrosis and other things that can kill us. So so Dr. Wong, how do we slow this process down?
1: Well, we know that we can't use the nonsteroidal anti- anti-inflammatory drugs because they'll kill us faster than what we're trying to fight. And we know that we can't use the corticosteroids because that'll kill us even faster. Uh, if if we do long term cortical steroids, we see what happens to patients when they they kind of bloat out. Their the skin gets so mm-hmm. thin mm-hmm. that they it kind of tears on them. Uh, their lungs fill with fluid. It, it it it's really bad. So the only thing that God created to help fight inflammation and fibrosis naturally, without any side effects whatsoever, are the enzymes that He had grow in our pancreas, the proteolytic the the, the the protein digesting enzymes, and the proteolytic enzymes that we can get from food. So if we keep the amount of proteolytic enzymes in our bodies equal or greater than that that we made as kids, we could mm-hmm. fight off the inflammation, we can eat away and fight off the fibrosis, and we can stay healthier. I've got an entire lecture on that titled "Fighting the Things Most Likely to Kill Us" on YouTube. If you just type that 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 name in, you'll find the lecture. And uh, I cover extensively the five primary actions of taking proteolytic enzyme supplements, and uh, this those five actions go for anyone's proteolytic enzyme supplements, not just the ones that I make, but for anyone who has a working proteolytic enzyme, and I have to say the word working because most of the products out there don't work because of the way that they handle the enzymes. Enzymes have to be handled in a certain way or they die. They completely denature and lose function. You have to know how to put the enzymes into suspended animation, and only four companies in the U.S. know how to do that. The rest of the companies that make enzymes don't. We're one of the four companies. And, uh, uh, when you put in the enzymes and you get back to a level of enzyme that you had as a kid, then all of a sudden lots of things get easier. Lots of things, uh, happen better and you have something feelable. When most of us take supplements, we can't tell that anything's happening. All right. Am I better? Am I not? I can't tell. I don't know. Gee whiz. Is it working? Hmm. Those one-a-days? Yeah. (laughs) 90% of the folks who take systemic enzymes can feel the difference in their inflammation within a week, sometimes three, but they can feel the difference. And if they've got fibrosis issues like they've had a C-section and they've got that that, that Mm -hmm. ropey post-op scar tissue Mm -hmm. all throughout their abdomen choking down their intestines, keeping them from pooping, uh, that'll be gone in seven or eight, eight weeks. So you can feel the difference. Wow.
0: And and you know it, I just happen to think about something when you were talking a minute ago, and, and I, I this really is all a part of a lot of things in the back of my mind. Our diets have changed since I was growing up in the nineteen mm-hmm. fifties and sixties. Yeah, uh, I moms used to go to the store and buy real meat and real vegetables <laughs> and real stuff, and they cooked it. Yeah, you know, really cooked it correctly.
1: I don't remember how to cook anymore. I don't know.
0: And yeah. and and now. Uh, we, we kids today—I'm just going to say—they crap in a box, you know. That's, yes. I mean, it's bad stuff, full of salt, full of sugar, full of carbs,
1: and graphene. Let's not forget the graphene. I mean, it just, it just, just graphene and prepared. You know, food. I,
0: look, I, I see when when I was 18 years of age, and I mean, when I was a little kid, I was a little bit on the the, the, the term we used back in the 60s. I I was a little husky. If meant, mm-hmm. But it wasn't I
1: that
0: I... And even even our doctor, the guy that, you know, our family doctor, who I think the world of, who saved me from surgery one time when I, when I had a severe stomach pain, and everyone said, oh, it's appendicitis, and they're ready to cut me open. He shows up and says, first guy that puts a knife in him, I'll put a knife in your neck. <laughs> and, and, I mean, you had to know Dr. Grella. And he's he lights up his camel cigarette and says... Send him up to the room. He'll be fine in a few hours. And it was just, he called it, for lack of a better term to a child, a cold stomach where it just everything stopped for a little bit, you know, at Thanksgiving yeah. time, from eating too much. Right. And he said, yeah, this too shall pass. And it did. And yeah. that's just how it works. And so I never had to have that surgery. But they were ready to cut me open in 1965, you know, to take that thing out. Yeah. Even, even then, you know, they saw the money. At Long mm. Island, you know, hospital yeah. in Manhasset. I mean, that's just how it was. But he he had the common sense to understand uh, our health. Yeah. And, and you know, I I, I, Those I rarely
1: don't exist anymore.
0: I real, I rarely went there except you know the typical annual preschool exam kind of thing. You know, the thing you're supposed to do, right. and and make sure that everything is fine. And, and my mother was sometimes a little concerned that, well, you know, Robert's just a little bit big. And, and he would say, don't worry about it. He's going to be very tall and thin. And sure enough, when I turned about 15, I really wasn't heavy then. I mean, just slightly, you know, not even a belly, just kind of plumpish all over. Mm. It vanished in a year, and I grew about a foot.
1: Yep. <laughs> and and hormones did.
0: And, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm six foot two and 132 pounds with a 29 inch waist <laughs> yep. and a 33 inch length, you know, 29, 33. And, and he was right. He said, you know, he, he, it's because he's eating good food, you know, he, his body is preparing for that growth spurt. And, and I did. And I stayed very light, um, you know, didn't gain a whole lot of weight for about two decades. Yeah, and then a little bit came on. You know, well, you're in your 40s now, kind of thing, or almost 40. So, you know, now being 160 is not so bad. And then 160 becomes yeah. 180, and 180 becomes 200. And you know, I hurt my back, so I couldn't do as much. And then you you do less, and guess what? It's a self fulfilling prophecy of getting overweight. And right. and I, but I'm realizing too much of our food is processed. And and oftentimes, especially like these last weeks working in Florida, I've had to eat out, and it's not or buy junk food that could be microwave. Got to be the worst stuff in the world to be eating. And I'm wondering, when you were talking about enzymes, maybe I just think that more people complain of these aches and pains than I've ever seen in my life, especially at younger ages. Is that because of our eating crap in a box?
1: Yep, and I can, you know, here we go back to 1973. 1973, something happened that has changed the entire bloody world. All right. And no one realizes it or points their finger at it. But that's when soy formula came out. Now, soy formula, each bottle of soy formula has five to eight birth control pills worth of estrogen in it. So what happens when you feed a boy four or six of those a day? Wow. Uh, uh an infant boy up to age 3 has the same level of testosterone as an 18 year old it's part of his development it's why when baby boys are born their testicles are so bloody huge all right and the the when, when you put in that much estrogen you begin to cause hormone disruption and uh parts of the anterior pituitary don't develop you don't know if you're a boy or a girl and lots of other things start happening. but estrogen causes fat gain. Estrogen causes muscle loss. Estrogen is good catabolic. Now you take every prepared food on the planet, it's either got soy, it's got flax, it's got vegetable oil, meaning soy oil, mm-hmm. or any of the other uh, GMO grains. If here here's a rule. If it's a seed, if it's a pea, if it's a pod or a bean, it is a mini uterus and it is estrogenic, which is why all hey, say, the vegans say, say that Say that men, again.
0: Say that again. Yeah. I want to make sure that everybody heard that.
1: If it's a seed, if it's a pea, a pod or a bean, it is a mini uterus and it is estrogenic. The reason why vegetarian men never look manly and vegan men, you can interchange them with girls- is because they have so much estrogen in their diets that they're basically estrogen dominant. They're, and estrogen brings with it a whole bunch of diseases. And
0: they're the men that run. They're the men you find at Facebook and Twitter.
1: Yeah, and we know from birth control pills that estrogen estrogen creates fibrosis, blood clots, and a whole bunch of other stuff: water weight gain, mood swings. And if you take a look at at, at everything that's happening, and then you take a look at all the processed foods, you take a look at something like uh, Burger King's uh, veggie burger. Oh, yeah. It's called the
0: Impossible Burger, I think is the name.
1: That's got 45,000 times, thousand times more estrogen than a birth control pill. (laughs) You got to be kidding. So every veggie burger that gets eaten anywhere, any, you know, here, give me an example. Take a look at South America and you'll find basically two types of countries, countries that are wealthy enough where most of the folks can eat meat on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and the folks and then the the countries that are relatively poor and their primary source of protein are red and black beans. All right. Then we take a look at the rate of uterine fibroids, ovarian cysts, fibrocystic breast disease, and all of the women's fibrosis cancers. And you'll find that Argentina, Chile, the real, uh, uh, the wealthier countries in South America don't have a high rate of that. But you go to any of the poorer countries, Paraguay, uh, Colombia, Venezuela, uh, Ecuador, and they have skyrocketing. Every woman gets uterine fibroids in South America in the bean-eating countries. Wow. Everyone. They all get endometriosis they all get uh uh, uh, ovarian cysts it's normal they're expected to get that once they hit their 40s why because of all the estrogen in their diet so if we're adopting these 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 vegan type protocols that have castrated men if we're adopting all these vegan type protocols that have grown inflammation and fibrosis in us when they're supposed to make us healthier
0: Oh, I know. I, I mean, I, I, I've seen, I've seen enough people talk about. You know, we need to be, we need to be vegan. We need to be this. We need to be that.
1: That's and, to get to the planet fast enough. And
0: yeah. I'm going to tell you, you know, the, the people, the people that are promoting this stuff, and you, I, I never thought of it until you said this, and I'm thinking to myself, the peop, the men that follow into that stuff, you're right.
1: Your balls and, are raisins.
0: I mean, I'm telling you, they 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 live a very different life, and that's all I can say. Yeah. And they don't act like men.
1: They love their boyfriends.
0: I I, I know, and <laughs> and they they want to be at one and and at full peace with the world and, and every critter. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. What else can you share? And we got. I don't want to have the program disappear but i was thinking about the fibrosis stuff we we have more people complaining about it today at a younger age and it must be the diet uh what other yes. things are is our american uh since nine, since the year 2000 diet done for our health
1: you know there was a, a strength coach who was very very famous he, he he trained a number of olympic athletes who achieved medals his name was uh Charles Polkwin and coach Polkwin unfortunately passed away because he he had a uh, a genetically inherited uh, inability to absorb magnesium. Mm-hmm. So his his heart would go funky on him and after five heart attacks he, he he finally died at a at at a fairly young age. But coach Polkwin through coaching athletes over 3 decades made the observation By the early two thousands, he was saying that thirty-one is the new fifty.
0: All right. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're we're trying to pretend we live older, but
1: Yeah. Our 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 diets have aged us so, have so filled us full of inflammation and fibrosis, because that's what estrogen does. It creates inflammation and fibrosis. That we are aging faster. We are not only smaller than our parents and grandparents, I mean, you take, go, go get the, the average, uh, first, let's start with world war one. All right. The, 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 uh, uh, army uniform average was for a guy six to, foot to six, two, about 160 pounds, so tall and lanky the way you were.
0: Yeah. The way I was until I got yeah. to my late forties.
1: Exactly. Uh, now that, that, that changed a good deal. With the Great Depression, because the World War II guys, the average uniform sizes were like five five. The range was from five three to five eight. And if you were five eight, you were tall, because there was so much famine uh, during, during the Depression. During the Great Depression, that, that that kids were were just smaller. But since yeah,
0: they're they're, they're, the form, end of World they're, they're formative their formative teenage years. They they're born in the mid twenties. Yeah, and and, be, and being born in the mid twenties, all well and good, but when yep. you hit the nineteen thirties and you're five and six and you're heading toward seventeen by forty one, those years of the depression, you were probably eating a lot of beans and a lot of stuff like that, right.
1: making making tomato soup out of ketchup and hot water. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you take Or them,
0: boil boiling old shoe.
1: <laughs> you take their their kids. So the the early baby boomers. We're all much taller than their parents, bigger and stronger. But since then, mm-hmm. people have gotten smaller, especially men. Have gotten smaller, especially since 1973, mm-hmm. the advent of soy formula. Men have gotten smaller and less muscular, and punier, and lighter in bone structure, and uh, like like they're not quite sure that they're that. That 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 the guys. I mean, they're they're like seventy-two genders. Which one am I? Look between your crotch. Idiot.
0: Now I'm going to tell you when I'm up in the mountains in Georgia, uh, and you know, looking at places like Raven County High School, uh, you got a bunch of men there. I mean, because they they, they they're raised on the farm. Yep. They're, they're not raised on a microwave plate. Mm-hmm. Um, they you know a lot of these kids are farm kids. Uh, a lot of cattle up there. A lot of um, uh, chickens up there and they're they're eating fresh stuff right off the farm right. and, and it shows when a guy is six foot four and and he's all he's two hundred pounds of muscle and he's running down a field you know that that's you know he's he's all all testosterone right and then you go to some inner city school and you know they they're they're they they're doing volleyball because they don't do football
1: <laughs> you know or 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 soccer
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: I know. They don't want to ever use our hands.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. What can we, what can we do as individuals to help our own bodies? What can we do?
1: First of all, we need to make sure that we limit all of the phytoestrogens, all of the all of the uh, vegetable based estrogens, because the old saw used to be that the vegetable based estrogens would block the effect. of of actual estrogen, and that has turned out to be a bold-faced lie. All right. The phytoestrogens are as powerful an estrogen as estradiol and estrone. So no soy, no flax, no, uh, uh, no beans of any kind except sparingly. Now, I'm half Cuban. I was raised on black bean soup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love this stuff, but I realize that this stuff ain't good for me. And, okay, have it, a, have it over the holidays or, or a, as a special treat. My mom has passed away, but, you know, whenever we, we used to go visit mom, she'd make a, you know, black bean soup over rice and stuff. Yep. that's occasional use is fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we have to go back to almost the way the cavemen used to eat. Now, seven, 60 to 70% of a caveman's diet was meat, meat that he hunted. Then there were leafy greens, eggs that they foraged, and then eventually they started adding dairy stuff to it, mm-hmm. when they learned to domesticate goats and cows. And if we stick to that kind of a diet and stay away from a lot of grains, mm-hmm. we'll be much better off in the hormone department. If over and above that we throw in the proteolytic enzymes to fight off the stuff that we can't avoid, mm-hmm. then we're way ahead of the game in preserving our health and our youth and our strength and our thinking ability. Here's another thing that we need to consider. Hawaiian men's health survey, largest health survey ever done on the face of the planet with uh, started off with uh, I think seven to 9,000 men in Honolulu and tracked them from 1973 to now. There's still a few of those guys left. What they found was that the vegetarians and the guys who ate soy had shrunken brains and had alzheimer's typically by 60. Wow. The coffee drinkers and meat eaters who didn't eat soy <laughs> oh, and that's drank me, a lot of coffee. Yeah. Uh, they didn't uh, very few of them ever got dementia and the ones that did it waited until their late 70s.
0: Wow, how about that? That
1: tells you everything you need to know.
0: I'm going to throw one more fast question out so sure. we, uh, I want to make sure that I get this one in. Parents and grandparents, uh, you got a lot of these young kids, and 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 it seems that with both parents working, a lot of kids are living off ramen noodles and Burger King and McDonald's and Nuggets and and Bojangles. You know, you name any any of your poisonous fast food places. What if you got a kid, let's say from the age of twelve to the age of twenty? What is that? Junk food diet do to them?
1: Gosh, everything from bind up their intestines to probably put graphene into them so it can self-assemble. God help us uh, to put uh, to, to putting a, a, a estrogen in them because the meat isn't just meat. All mm-hmm. the meats of most of the meats available in the in today's hamburgers and in uh, the other re- recipes that call for meat has has t- texturized vegetable protein in it meaning it's got ground up soy in it to, so so they can extend you know the the meat source oh, that's so, why they can so
0: afford to give you two patties on that uh, Bingo, yes <laughs> they give, hey we can give you double the meat for only a quarter or some
1: right, or, yeah. or
0: a dollar or whatever it's, it's, it's a 90 cent profit yeah <laughs> wow well, you know, incredible it was, it
1: was, you remember back when McDonald's was, was caught selling kangaroo meat
0: no I missed that one
1: that was back, I think, in the late '80s, early '90s, or so. Mm, incredible! Yeah, they, they were blending kangaroo meat with with a regular meat and something else. And now, Bill Gates has that has that uh, fake meat. Oh yeah, which is which? You know, if, if it's we soy. It, <laughs> well, part of it's soy. The rest of it is basically lab-grown human tissue. They're turning us into bloody cannibals. So again, it's 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 a satanic agenda. They're you know when uh, uh uh they they're they're taking tissue from aborted babies, and they're lab growing the meat. They're lab growing the organs. Pepsi and some other uh the folks in the Pepsi lineup and in the Nestle lineup. And Nestle is a really evil company, about as evil as Monsanto. Uh, put uh, uh, flavor enhancers in there made from aborted baby kidney tissue. Wow. I mean, they're turning us into cannibals. That's strictly forbidden in Scripture.
0: One last question. How do people find you?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. You can go to, if you want to find out about the supplements that that we've created, you can go to drwongsessentials.com. Folks can read my articles at drwongsmessage.com. And if you go to YouTube and type in Dr. Wong's Essentials of Life and Wellness, you'll find my YouTube channel. Same thing with BitChute. When, you, when YouTube started censoring my, my uh, uh, shows and pulling them down because I was talking about COVID, I, I, I moved everything to BitChute.
0: Well, Dr. Wong, this, this hour has slipped by, and I want to thank you for taking the time to share with me and our listeners a lot of your wisdom. Sometimes the simplest answers are the best ones. And so much of what you've done in your body of work and and I can attest to myself has been, has been a great benefit. Now just so, I want to make a disclaimer here. I'm not being paid to put Dr. Wong on this program. He's somebody I invited onto this program because I think that so much of what he has to offer and what he has to say is valuable meaningful and extremely important in a world full of misinformation and just shall we say corporate medicine. I'm sorry, but I've got to say it. And so that's why I invited him on. I want to thank you, all of you that support this radio program to keep it on the air. We try to bring you news and information you can't find anywhere else. And over the weeks and months ahead, I plan to bring on more guests and more information that you truly can use during these very, very difficult times. If you believe in our ministry, and there's so many things that I'm working on in the background right now that God has just laid on my heart, and I believe God is going to raise up people to, to be a part of all of what we're doing here. But for now, can you help us with paying for the airtime? If you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, ancient word radio and you can mail it to truth to ponder five seven five three highway eighty five north that's five seven five three highway eighty five north secure box number three two four eight That box number again number three two four eight and we are in Crestview Crestview Florida and the zip code in Crestview Florida is three two five That zip code again, 32536. We'll be back again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth,
2: the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.